What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. I spent basically the whole of uh, yesterday's episode talking about how cool some of the stuff the Fender does. And uh, I was absolutely not planning to do that again today, but I am going to do it again today. It's going to start sounding like this podcast is sponsored by Fender or something. I'm going to have to balance this out by next week doing some whole podcast ranting about all the terrible things they do as well. Um, have I ever been critical of the money? Oh, I was a little bit when we were talking about the Swamp Ash thing and I talked about Taylor and Martin do a bunch of you know, stuff to do with sustainability and Fender hadn't really, and they did the moving away from Swamp Ash, but that was basically because of supply side issues more than anything. I mean, it's related to sustainability, the trees, but the trees kind of not becoming sustainable because of their kind of beetles and stuff that ruin the wood and blah, 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 kind of meant more supply side issues was the reason they're moving away from it. So it's quite critical there because I was saying, you know, maybe you should be involved in creating more sustainable forest trees and stuff if they've not been doing that um and i said they hadn't been as obviously doing that as taylor and martin and stuff and blah 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 so there you go at least i was a bit critical there anyway um kind of not really so much fender so much as specifically uh ron thorne master builder at fender custom shop who i'm talking about today um known for thorne guitars previously and then uh became a master builder at the fender custom shop well known for doing incredible stuff. One of the, you know, the Fender Custom Shop, there's all master builders um, that, that are particularly, that, be, you know, become particularly well known and definitely kind of Ron Thorne has become better and better and better, better known, was always very well known for doing the Thorne guitar stuff and was very well respected in the kind of boutique guitar builder world, if you like, people in the know with that. Um, but his stuff at Fender Custom Shop has been well revered, loved and followed for a long time now with certainly a wider audience. Part of being obviously with the company Fender, but actually just because his work really does stand out. And that's also true of a of 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 you know, really any of the master builders at Fender. They they really do have a name that is recognizable amongst people who follow this sort of stuff. This caught my eye today and I felt that I had to talk about it. I spent so much time talking about kind of the cool, interesting, unique things that builders do. And, you know, whilst it's still a big company and you know we'll talk about stuff from the other companies like private stock stuff from prs and stuff from gibson i you know whilst this is all stuff way out of my budget like with builders there's still people behind this people putting their ingenuity into it and although it's with a big company and i you know i'm i'm mostly really focusing on uh smaller builders for all of the reasons that i'm always blabbing on about why that interests me this kind of personal history and story that goes into every guitar there are these people of course still um working within the custom shops here given a certain amount of free reign which i think the ma- definitely the master builders are, seem to be at the fender custom shop and people you know who run private stock of prs which was previously nags then went on to do nags guitars fascinating stories there um you know what they've been doing with the murphy lab stuff at gibson is interesting just because it's a big company doesn't mean it's not interesting for me i just you know tend to be drawn to certain things that are definitely more to on the right there and kind of more f- in focus when you're talking about a smaller, a very much smaller company, a, a smaller workshop, a smaller gathering, a luthiers or a, or a luthier working by themselves. Um, but this I got to talk about today um, because this definitely has all the hallmarks. I'd be kind of silly if I looked overlooked it just because I tend to focus more on smaller builders because this absolutely has a lot of the things which I find fascinating and exciting to talk about. Um, this latest Ron Thorne build when I'm talking about smaller builders and, you know, Ron Thorne, Ron Thorne guitars works as a master builder fender he's a guitar builder um you know this creation of his is fascinating and i also thought i'd talk about it because it's um a custom shop acoustasonic jazz master they don't do many custom shop acoustasonics uh really um necessarily but uh you know he he talks about the fact that 
he, you know, saw that they were doing the new Jazzmaster, heard about that vendor, you know, that's the next thing they're doing, the Acoustasonic Jazzmaster, a new shape for the Acoustasonic. Um, and he jumped on the chance to want to do something. And this special idea kind of came together. Um, I also want to talk about it because of that, because I talked about the Acoustasonic Jazzmaster a bunch and how that fitted in with the idea of, um, you know, certain uh, things that I'd already talked about before that on the electroacoustic guitar. So check out those episodes if you're interested in that. This is an insane guitar. This is an absolutely insane guitar. So um, the Acoustasonic Jazzmaster with its kind of um, plain finishes and then it's got the kind of slightly, you know, it's it's got the kind of flat color finishes and then it's got the body wood shown around the outside on it. It's a cool look. It's a nice look, but it's quite simple and straightforward. This is an absolutely gorgeous stunning instrument that really is feels completely set apart as you would hope you know the craziest of amazing this most super crazy amazing custom shop stuff usually does stand apart from the rest of the models you know obviously they build custom shop strats that aesthetically look more similar to a standard liner strat but have a bunch of extra interesting choices to it but obviously they also build some very out there stuff yeah this is definitely a very beautiful instrument and the stories behind it are fascinating so this is called the trees this piece is what he's called this custom shop acoustasonic jazz master and ron thorne um brought together some very special pieces of wood from his own private collection of wood and from fender and these are all these are some really really special woods with some really interesting stories behind them and the guitar kind of became a celebration of these interesting pieces of wood and the story behind them became a real central part of the guitar that's kind of still telling that story and also just a celebration of the uniqueness of really cool awesome materials and the amazing wood you get to work with the uniqueness of wood coming from this living thing that can have all this variation to it and all of the beauty in that is, is what it's a part of. So it's called the trees, the the guitar. And there's some really special stuff on here. Um, so in particular, let's start with the bodywood. The bodywood is made of what is often termed Stradivarius spruce. Um, and this is spruce that comes from what was called, what was dubbed the musical woods. Um, and these are um, forests, uh, a forested area in the Alps in the Italian Alps, where Stradivari went and picked his woods for uh, his then world super famous violins. Um, You know, he went and specifically picked these woods and then uh, from these forested areas, they became super renowned uh, for their, for everything about them, um, the tonal qualities and their look and all these things. And of course, part of the violins, obviously they're going to be renowned. Um, because of that, you know, much then revered and wanted aspect of those woods, you know, who wouldn't want to use wood that was from that exact area, the special mu- so-called musical woods where Stradivari picked his wood. That area has actually been off limits for over a century at this point. You haven't been able to get wood from there. Um, you know, it's protected and all that stuff for obvious reasons. Otherwise, it would probably ch- be chopped down in like a day and sold off for insane prices. Um, but a storm actually had uprooted some of the trees. And so then those trees could be used and Ron Thorne was able to get his hands on some of that wood. That spruce makes up the body of this Acoustasonic Jazzmaster. The first thing you'll probably notice when you look at it, though, is not that spruce body. It's the top. And instead of that kind of plain color of the Jazzmaster, it's in that same pattern of the kind of some of the exposed spruce around the outside. And then you've got what would normally be the kind of plain flat colored uh top instead is a book matched highly figured top 
and it's actually highly figured mahogany now mahogany looks so beautiful when it's figured um, it always looks fantastic when i've seen it and as you know builder is bringing out some more uh line of guitars which is going to feature some more figured mahogany that they've got their hands on later this year can't talk about that yet but i'm going to be talking about that when that comes out because it's very exciting for a lot of reasons but one of them being figured mahogany is so cool you don't see that much of it you know if it has figuring that can be a rare thing does it look that good but this figured mahogany on this Ron Thorne guitar looks absolutely incredible on this Jazzmaster. And that's because this is an incredible, incredibly special piece of wood from the tree. Capital T on there, capital T on tree. And the tree is now kind of this, this mythical, exciting thing, which um, has this whole story behind it. It was this tree that was 10 foot in diameter and 100 foot tall. Mahogany tree. Um, it was in the, in the rainforest in... Uh, Honduras um, it was found in the 60s come across they came across this 10 foot diameter 100 foot tree loggers came across it like wow what an incredible tree obviously they're loggers so they go oh it's an incredible tree let's chop it down um, go to chop it down um, and in doing so it then tipped into a ravine and basically got stuck in there they couldn't retrieve it out of a ravine and then you know a decade or so later uh, <laughs> another logger I think came along and found it um rescue operation was undertaken got the tree out of the ravine and a you know incredible specimen because of its size uh but then when they started to basically uh get into it uh they realized that it had this incredible quote figuring in it um and they realized that this was an incredibly special piece of wood incredibly unique figuring incredibly unique piece of mahogany uh that you will ever get out of it and um, some boutique guitar makers managed to get some of this wood and use it, and it became even sort of more legendary. It became particularly legendary in the musical instrument world, revered for how it looks, tonal properties, all of that stuff, just like with the spruce. Um, and basically, yeah, but with this incredible figuring on it. Um, apparently, it's some of the most expensive, most valuable wood in the world. Uh, Ron Thorne talks about how uh fender were able to get a single book match top from it the opportunity came up to get it very hard to come by very rare they came by it um he said yes let's jump at the chance and he's had it sitting and waiting for something special he's put a this this single figured book match top from the tree this legendary tree um like some kind of yggdrasil of guitar building or something he's put that into this acoustic sonic jazz master crazy incredible stuff and then if that wasn't enough the neck is a piece of cortisone mahogany uh that's from a tree with another kind of slightly legendary story behind it is a tree that was sunk in a river for over 75 years um got waterlogged sunk to the bottom of the river for over 75 years got retrieved and then dried out and then Ron Thorne had made this into um, a neck blank and had had this in his collection, this special sinker mahogany for um, like 15 years. And he had been holding on to it and again, waiting for something special. Uh, and all these pieces of woods were waiting for some special project to all come together and, you know, or, or to work individually in these special projects, not necessarily together. And now they've all come together here. Um, the fretboard is ebony, which is kind of a reference back to the, the ebony fretboards on the Stradivarius instruments as well. So it's a little reference back to that, bringing that all together. And the inlays are leafed themed. It's like the falling leaf pattern, very beautifully done, wonderfully done, this falling leaf pattern, you know, all across the fretboard in a, in a more kind of genuine falling leaf pattern, not as in like this one of the fifth fret, one of the seventh fret, one of the, you know, the, these falling leaves kind of cascading all down the fretboard. 
um, really beautifully done. And that's actually done uh, inlaid with different wood species, a number of different wood species. And that's sort of kind of bringing the whole design philosophy together of the trees. It's in celebration of the trees that were specifically used in this that were very special, but also um, that were, um, you know, it's kind of a celebration of trees in general and, and the kind of things that as a builder you get to experience working with incre- incredible materials from these, you know, what were living things that produce these incredible, beautifully varied um, materials that then become have a new life as part of an instrument. Um, and and it's really a celebration of that. It's a beautiful guitar. What I'm going to do is I'm going to link to a video of Ron Thorne talking you through it um, because then you get to see it. It's, you know, it's the same information I just went through. I'm introducing you to it. He's introducing you to it, but obviously he's a builder, so he's got um, kind of more kind of tidbits of information in there and you get to see the guitar um, and it's a really cool little video. So I'll link to that in the description of the podcast. The other thing I will link to, as always, is today's music suggestion, because it's not all about big guitar companies and the fancy guitars they put out. Today, I want to suggest a a record by a band that I've already suggested um, a single of theirs, a more recent single of theirs on the podcast pretty recently. Um, But I wanted to go back and suggest their past record, past EP that they did, um, because I think it's great. I think it's really interesting. I think it's a really, like, great energy like really highly energized uh, kind of youthful piece of music altogether but it does an interesting turn at the end where it kind of self-reflexively turns back on itself in the lyrics which i thought was really cool because it you know cleverly kind of dismantles parts of itself which often just get left as you know i feel like some some lyrics just get left to be like kind of mediocre in their youthfulness and this has all the energy all the way through and in the end really brings even more to it by turning it back on itself and kind of looking at what's been said over the whole time and it you know it has a nice kind of conceptual feel to the album because it feels like it's looking back on itself and self-reflexively doing what kind of music should and looking back on things and looking into yourself and looking at the things around you and drawing out thoughts and emotions and experiences rather than just like a kind of pastiche of like people doing dumb shit if it's about that or people doing stuff or like here's something that i experienced on its own it's cool that you kind of have that with all the energy and the forcefulness and the kind of expressiveness of that but then seems to like look back on itself and also assess that through the music as well and that's a really cool um really it brings the expression to the next level it sets the whole album into a context that it defines itself which is um an interesting play to do and also um brings a lot more meaning throughout it and an extra level of expressiveness throughout it um kind of also especially for something youthful kind of picks up on that like overly self-reflexive element of doubt and self-criticism and like finding your feet um especially because it comes right at the end i think it's a cool lyrical thing but the music is also fantastic catchy stuff in there a heavier dirtier filthier bigger nastier guitar sound bringing something more gritty and ballsy and in your face and um heavy frankly to um kind of some indie ish sounds and you know some really raw rock sounds that feel really at the present moment feels like a new definition of what it's wanting to do and that's cool so um really cool stuff great great music uh it's from a from a couple of years ago at this point um i suggested 
this a while ago but um uh, uh the newest single from these guys a while ago but uh i really enjoy this too so this is without blabbing on about it anymore this is the record called the boys from cleopatra the song that i suggested from them uh that's a more recent single which i suggested uh, four or five episodes ago it was called the drake and i sincerely recommend you go check that out if you didn't but in the description of the podcast i'm going to link to where you can check out the boys their record six track little record really great stuff so check that out the boys by cleopatra uh check out ron thorne's absolutely insane um full of stories acoustasonic jazz master uh called the trees check both of those things out links in the description play a bunch of guitar Look after yourselves, look after one another. I'll catch you again tomorrow.